Welcome to the Hope After Child Loss podcast, where we endeavor to offer stories of hope to grieving parents and siblings so that they might rediscover life filled with meaning, purpose, and hope. We invite you to come and join us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Hope After Child Loss. I'm your host, Greg Bufkin. And I'm really glad to welcome my guest, Rudy Milton, to sit down and talk today. She's going to be sharing with us about her precious son, Dominique. Rudy, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much, Greg, for the opportunity. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Now, you're, Rudy, you're up in the Atlanta area, and uh, I believe if it's like here in South Carolina, it's starting to look like fall, right? It is, and it's definitely starting to feel like it, too. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. It has been one long, hot summer here. I don't know about there. Yes. I enjoy the summer, though. It's one of my favorite seasons. Yeah, we have a lot of friends like that who were summer people, and my wife, mm-hmm. Kathy, and I are fall and winter people, so our season oh, is just okay. beginning. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, listen, again, we're so glad that you could join us today. And Me too. Why don't you take a couple of minutes, Rudy, and just tell our listeners a little about you, uh, about your family, about what you're doing these days, just whatever you'd like to share. Absolutely. Thank you again so much for this opportunity. Um, So my name is Rudy Milton. I am the mother of my beloved um, and only child, Dominique Williams. Um, I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina, but I grew up in Hilton Head, graduated high school, had a long career at uh, Verizon Wireless. I am, just like we were talking about the weather, I am definitely a I'm a summer baby. I was born in, in June, so I love hot weather. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a woman of faith. I am God-fearing. I love, love, absolutely love Jesus Christ. Um, oh. I would not be here without him. He is everything to me, and I'm not ashamed about it because he saved my life. Thank you for that testimony, Rudy. Yes. Yes. I'm a mother, even though um, on earth, Dominique is no longer here, but I'm a mother at heart. I enjoy um, being a mom. Uh, motherhood was one of the best experience um, God could have blessed me with. But I'm also an auntie. I have nieces. I have nephews um, that I absolutely adore and love. Um, family is everything to me. I love my mom, my dad, who is resting in heaven. I miss so much. Um, but my mom is definitely been a vital part in my journey as well. A woman of faith, loyalty, character. My mom is such a beautiful, beautiful faith driven woman. And I absolutely love her. And it sounds like she's played an incredibly vital role in your life. And I think that's when I see when I see your facial expressions, which I wish that our listeners had the opportunity to see. And as I hear in your voice, it's very obvious that your your mom and your mom's faith have had a tremendous impact on you and the life that you live, the kind of mom that that you have been and 
the kind of person that you are in these other relationships you described. Absolutely. Absolutely. My mom, just watching her as a child, as I became an adult, the things that she had to endure uh, with the loss of my dad, the loss of my sister, the loss of my grandma, which is her mom, and then the loss of of Dominique. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely shaped the journey that, that I had to endure myself. I'd like for you to share with us about Dominique. Dominique is full of energy, full of life, charismatic, love the smile, which I believe in my heart he got from me because I like to smile as well. Pretty obvious. Yeah. (laughs) He was just an amazing, just an amazing child. Definitely a gift from God. A gift from God. He was the only grandson for a very long time. The the only boy and on both sides for a very long time. Um, So he was really special. He had a gift of playing the drums that he he got from his dad and his aunt. And he just took to the next level of, of playing. Dominique taught me purpose. He knew at a very young age his gift from God, and he used it. And he shared it with the world. It wasn't a secret about his faith. It wasn't a secret about what he loved, his passion. He played the drums, and he loved God. Yeah. And I remember reading uh, earlier that... uh, you guys established a foundation uh, sometime in the in the years since, and it's correct me if I'm wrong. It's a foundation. It's called Hello at WalkForDom.org, and in that I read about his passion for music. Yes, um, I wanted to be able to give back to youth um, because Dominique loved music so much and. He didn't have the opportunity to live out his dreams. I wanted to be able to give back to youth in the performing arts arena. So I established a, a scholarship fund that annually we award scholarships to youth in performing arts. And it's been a blessing to be a part of a journey with young scholars living out, wanting to live out their passions. I've developed relationships. I've met so many people through the journey of developing that scholarship fund. Yeah. What an amazing way to to honor your son in a direct way that uh, that that's a link to not only to his life, but a link to his passion. Yes. That he lived out here. Right. Yeah. And I want to clarify something too that you know for other people that are that are listening right now, when you know, you may be thinking, they're talking about Dominique in the present tense. I thought that Rudy lost her son. Well, we're talking in the present tense because Rudy and I know that based on Dominique's faith in Jesus Christ, that he is very much alive today. And as we have said so many times about our son, Ryan, these boys are more alive today than they were when they walked here right, in, in heaven. 
So that's why mm-hmm. we talk about them in the present tense. I just wanted to clarify that for if it caused some confusion for, for anyone who might be listening. Right. His spirit is definitely alive. It's real. Yeah. He's my angel. He's with me every day. And God proves that. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's great. To, and it's so important to have that reassurance. Mm-hmm. Rudy, I, I know that it might be a bit difficult, but could I ask you to take us back in time a ways to July of, of 2015 and tell us the story. What happened to your son, Dominique? The reason that we're talking today. Dominique was tragically murdered July the 19th, 2015, on Hilton Head, a well-known, beautiful beach in Hilton Head, a beach that Dominique and his friends spent a lot of time at, a day I'll never forget, a day that changed my life, a day I was at work on a Sunday. This particular Sunday, Dominique did not go to church, but I knew where Dominique was. Um, you know, with his friends hanging out at the beach. Right. And he was sought after, um, unbeknownst to him. You know, this this child at the time was looking for Dominique. Can I stop you there for one second? When you refer to this other individual as a child, how do you know how old he was at the time? Yes, at the time he was 15. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. At the time, he was 15. At the time, Dominique was 17. Right. Um, And to me, you know, they're both kids. Yeah. Yeah. Dominique was, he was a kid. He was a baby. He'd forever be my baby. But Dominique's phone went dead. People weren't able to get in contact with Dominique, um, along with his friends. But this child definitely looked for Dominique, and he found his way down to Caligny Beach. And he approached Dominique and Dominique, two best friends that he was with. And he walked up to him and he took my child's life instantly. Mm. Dominique went to glory. Do you guys have any idea why this happened, Rudy? Or was it just a senseless act on the spur of the moment? It was a an occurrence that happened that Saturday that I did not know about. Him and Dominique got an altercation. Dominique thought it was fine because they, you know, as kids did back in the day, you know, you fought, but you made up. And that's exactly what Dominique thought. He thought that's what it was. He left it there. But, you know, with social media, things are recorded, people in their feelings, ego, pride, just not letting go. And this child didn't, obviously, he, he didn't let it go. His, his ego and pride did not let it go. But Dominique thought that everything was all, all cleared up between them. Absolutely. Absolutely. God. Yeah. He had well, no idea. R- Rudy, how did you guys find out about this? Did you just get a well, phone call? Yes. So this, this particular Sunday um, evening, got out from work. I was home. Dominique was at was at the beach, but we were supposed to go have dinner with his with his dad. And I got a phone call from Dominique's mentor asking me, you know, had I spoken to Dominique? And I was like, yeah, you know, Dominique is at the beach or whatever. But he said that he got a phone call that Dominique was was shot. Oh, well, what a way to find out. Right. Right. And I was like, what? You know, like, 
I not too long talked to Dominique, you know. So I immediately hung up from him, called Dominique's dad, who, you know, was already en route to the house. So he came by to get me. And, you know, just everything is the adrenaline, the worry, just just everything is just going through your head. Like, I pray my child's okay. You know, calling Dominique's phone. His, his phone was dead. His dad and I, I remember praying the entire time, the entire time to Hilton Head, which at the time I was living in Bluffton, South Carolina. And to get where Dominique was now, it's, you know, it's a 30 minute ride. But we prayed the entire time that our child was was going to be all right, was alive. Yeah. It's a very surreal feeling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it almost yeah. feels like an out-of-body experience in some yes. respects. Yes. It's like you're watching this person that's you. You know, you hear these stories far too often, and I'm so sorry that that it's your personal experience, Rudy. Me too. Rudy, it's been eight years. Was the individual who did this caught? Uh, are they Were they sentenced to to a juvenile facility? Has there been any kind of justice brought to to the situation at all? I mean, not not that it changes anything or makes you feel any better, I'm sure. Right, right. He was. He was caught two days later. You know, just as I said at the time previously, he was 15, so we had to go through that process of getting him waived up as a juvenile, I mean, as an adult. And that was a process. The court process was a long process. Because of that, it was four years of back and forth to court. Um, really couldn't heal because I was back and forth to court. That's a long time. Oh, yeah. Definitely a long time. It absolutely was a long time. But he was sentenced. Not long enough, but long enough that I pray that he gets healing. I pray that he finds God. He sure. repents so that he doesn't do this to someone else. Right. So that it doesn't become a way of life. Right. Yeah. And you can only pray that for somebody who did something so heinous to your own child. Right. Only, only by the power of God's spirit living in you. I know you would agree with that. Absolutely. Rudy, a grief journey is a is a. It's a long, hard road. It's a tough place to find oneself. And it changes it changes those survivors in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about what grief has actually done in your life that you think is, has resulted in changes in who you are today. I found purpose through the loss of my child. Talk about that, Rudy. What, when you say you found purpose in the loss of your child, tell us what you mean by that. Like I was a mom, I was a helicopter mom, like I worked to provide the lifestyle for Dominique. I mean, he was my world. We traveled, we laughed, we we just, we were our family, but he was priority and I worked really hard. And sometimes my work came before Dominique so that he could, he could have, he could live a really good life. So I was lost as he was working in his gift and his purpose. I lost myself being a mom. 
And I didn't realize it until after his death. So that's what I mean. If you can find your purpose early in life, it makes a difference. It makes a difference in the way you live, in the way you treat others, in your faith journey. Because I didn't know mine until after I lost my son. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that. Yeah, And I appreciate your transparency, Rudy. I've talked to so many other parents, and, and I would say to a very significant degree, like them and like you, I also found purpose after we lost our son, Ryan, a different purpose in a different season of life. And I think when you're looking in from the outside, when you yourself can go back in time, when I stepped back in time prior to the losing our sons, I would have never in a million years imagined that God could have taken something so tragic and brought something good out of that in the form of purpose and meaning in life after something like that. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what you're talking about. Yes. Rudy, you know, there are people that are listening today that have never experienced what you and I have experienced, but they might know somebody and they might have somebody in their life who has, and they want to help, but they're not really sure what to do. And they find themselves second guessing themselves as to what they can do, what they shouldn't do. They're afraid that they might hurt them if they say something wrong. So what would you say to that person that you've learned about grief through your own experience now that you wish other people on the outside did know so that it might help them in their relationship with these these folks in their lives? Just being there my best friend is a witness. Like she knew when I called sometimes, she heard it in my voice just to just allow me just to cry. Right. Nothing needed to be said. Nothing needed to be bought. Just being there in the moment when I needed her. Right. She showed up. She offered the gift of her presence. Right. And it sounds like was a good listener. Yes. Yeah. It's those little things like that, that to, to us as grieving parents, that are very, very big, important things. Yes. They might sound small to somebody else. And, you know, grieving parents are not projects that need to be fixed. Right. They're people who, who need compassion and understanding, mm-hmm. and they need lots of patience yes. uh, from, from others. Right. Um, because it's a, uh, it's a place where nobody ever expects to find themselves. Mm-mm. And it, it produces such heavy shock to, the, to our system physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And it, it just leaves us feeling like sometimes all we can do is to literally get out of bed, to get a shower, and to step into a new day. If that's all we accomplish, it might have been an exceptionally good day. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We would invite those folks to take a little bit of a risk and put yourself out there. And, you know, don't be afraid to ask about our child. 
don't be afraid to use their name because mm-hmm. I know you'll I know that you will agree with me on this, Rudy. One of the sweetest sounds in all of creation to a parent who's lost a child is the name of their child spoken by somebody else, right? Absolutely agreed. Yeah. 100%. Yes. What were some things you you talked a little bit about about how your mom walked with you through this? And you talked a little bit just now about your friend who came alongside you and who who often was just simply there and offered the gift of your presence. Were there others in your life over this this past eight years that when you look back, are there things that you can talk about that they did or that they uh, that they said to you that that mattered so much that you'll you'll likely never forget it. There's so many, Greg. Yeah. There's so many. God, absolutely, my family. Yeah, and I have a very close family, not just immediate, but just in general. I have a very close knit family. That Mrs. Dominique, my church family, was absolutely um, there. Uh, my pastor and first lady, um, because we are, you know, p- we're part of a a church, you know, that served a therapist. Yeah, that I, I couldn't have done his journey without. Um, I think that's very important as well. Yeah, going to counseling, grief counseling. Um, I'll never stop. I'll always go to therapy. Yeah. Um, there's so much wisdom in, in that, Rudy. Yeah. Uh, I think I would invite someone who's listening today who's maybe in a place where they're and they're struggling maybe a bit more than they have before, whether they're far along in their grief journey or maybe it's they're fresh into that grief journey, and they're not sure whether to go to a counselor or not. Um, they're maybe they're afraid of what somebody might think or what somebody might say, or they even doubt if it'll really help or not. I can testify to the fact, like you, that if you can find a good grief counselor, man, they are it, just invaluable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I didn't realize it at first until I found the right one that that, that absolutely makes a difference. And I had to go through, you know, yeah. a couple to find. But when you find the right one, it will absolutely change your life. Yeah, I agree. What Describe that a little bit. You tried some before you found that right one. Mm-hmm. What the one that you have now that's that obviously is making a difference for you. Uh-huh. What was it you found in that counselor that you didn't find in the others that that you would share with people that are listening? I would say the first thing was was faith. Yeah. That connected. Um, It is not like he had a loss, you know, personally himself, but he was relatable. I was comfortable in in talking to him. But I really think the the faith connected us and he allowed me to find myself back throughout the process. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. Mm -hmm. I think we've touched on this a bit. You've talked about it 
kind of a, a, a thread throughout the conversation. But when you think back over the past eight years, Rudy, what would you say is the role that your faith in Jesus has played in your the healing aspect of your journey and the survivability of your journey? Because I think early on, most of us, particularly in those early hours and days, we wonder if we will actually survive this loss. Did you find right. that to be to be pretty accurate with you? Very accurate. Very accurate to the point suicide was real. And had God not been part of my life, I wouldn't be here today. Um, and I've talked about that before because it was it was reality um, at a point that I did not want to live. Like, why? You know, my child is not here. But God, but God. Yeah, I would echo that. Uh, there are so many instances in Scripture where you have that, that little phrase, but God. Mm-hmm. And usually following that is um, a description of what God did in some very miraculous ways as He showed up in a situation or in somebody's life. And I think the the point that Rudy's making here is that when this happened, she already had a relationship with Jesus. Yes. And so she had that foundation. And to not have that, I cannot imagine I can't. trying to yeah, trying to navigate through something so horrific. Rudy, there are people that are listening today that uh, I know that they are being encouraged as you share your story. And they're, you know, some of them are desperately trying to find hope and meaning in this in this journey that they're on. What would you say if you could, if you were looking at a mom right now who has lost her child? Is there anything that you would like to share with her from your own journey, from what you know? through your relationship with Jesus, that might be a word of encouragement to her as she tries to figure out how she's going to continue doing life without her child. I would say to her, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's not too late. It's not too late to to get closer to him, to develop a relationship with him. Just go to him. Go to him as you are broken because losing a child breaks you and God is the only person that can put you back together mold you back together in the way that he wants you to go but you first have to go to him because without him on his journey you won't make it well said very well said yeah thank you for sharing that Rudy today your life 8 years later i imagine looks very different than it did eight years ago. So let's talk about that. We talked earlier, and you you talked about how you had found purpose in something that when you look in from the outside, and even yourself looking at it eight years ago, it doesn't, it's it, it almost defies logic to think that God could bring something good and something and could bring meaning and purpose back into your life 
after experiencing something so unspeakably horrible. Talk about that a little bit, what your life looks like today, eight years later, because there's somebody listening today who needs to hear that. They don't, they're not sure that eight years from now, that's going to be them. Right. Right. Or even a year from now. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, God is funny because I'm a person. I I like to be in the background. I'm not front line. I'm definitely not a talker. You know, all those great things Dominique had. But God has used me that I now have to talk. I now have to be in the front. But it's only through him that I'm able to do it because he's using me to help others on their journey. Yeah. So has do so you have seen God put other people in your life um that he's connected you with people like you and like me who are grieving the loss of a child and so you've been able to to sort of speak life into into their life and offer them hope and encouragement. That's yes. what I'm hearing. Yes, that's exactly what God has done. That is awesome. I want you to talk a little bit about this scholarship um, that you guys set up for Dominique one more time and tell people how they can find out more about this. So the scholarship is for seniors pursuing performing art. It's available to youth in the Beaufort County, Jasper County, and Chatham County. That's in Georgia um, areas. Um, they can go to walkfordom.org to apply. Mm-hmm. They can also visit Community Foundation of the Low Country um, website to apply. And these are we high said, school seniors, right? Yes, high school yeah. seniors. Okay. High school seniors. Um, I enjoy the process of meeting, interviewing the scholars um, because we do an interview and it allows me to see their passion meet their families, just talk with them about how serious they are. Um, Because Dominic was very serious about his passion. He loved perfecting his craft. He loved playing. So I want to be able to see that those are things that I look for when interviewing a scholar. We have a board once a year that we, we do this process. And that fulfills me. That brings me joy to be able to see others live out what Dominique was doing and wanted to continue to do in his life. Yeah. And if they go to this, to the website, there is a link where they can get in touch with you through email, maybe? Yes. Yes. If they go through uh, walkfordom.org, there is a link there that'll take them straight to the um, scholarship website to apply. Right. And, and they can also, Dominique. and I believe I, I went to that website. I visited that website earlier. They can also learn more about your son, Dominique, about yes, him they personally. Can. Yes. Yeah. And it was that, that site is really well done, by the way. So Thank I'll you so much. Invite you if you're listening today and you want to learn more about Dominique, if you want to learn more about the scholarship, um, if you have someone in your life that that might be a potential candidate for that, I would invite you to go to that that website. Again, it is walkfordom.org, right? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Rudy, it has been an honor 
to have you as a guest on our podcast. I'm so glad that you chose to carve time out of your schedule. And I just, it's an honor that, that you would do this and share a mom's heart. I know that it's, it's not always easy to do that, but I so appreciate your transparency and your honesty and the way that you allowed us a glimpse into your life and a glimpse into your son Dominique's life. I think a lot of people are going to take uh, a lot of encouragement and be blessed as a result of, of hearing you share your story. Thank you so much. Yep. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Thank you. Our privilege. If you find our podcast meaningful, we invite you to follow us so that you can automatically receive the latest episodes. Also, we'd like to invite you to contact us and talk with us about sharing your story on a future episode, because every story is important and matters to God. Please reach out via email at hope at emptychairendeavor.com. That's hope at emptychairendeavor.com. And as always, thank you so much for listening 